0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 presenting The Drive. It is Thursday, June 24th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the white call phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White call Heart It is made pure. Baseball action tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Pittsburgh taking on St. Louis. Pirates on the road looking to try to bounce back after a disappointing loss yesterday. We'll have the game for you. First pitch around 8.15 p.m. We go on the air at 7.40 right here on ESPN. 94.1 and a.m. 9.30. Now, I've got a traffic update to give you before we continue on with the show. Westbound and eastbound lanes of I-64 close right now. Unfortunately, there was a tractor trailer crash earlier and at least four cows that were being transported got loose. Uh, I-64 right now closed between the 5th Street and 17th Street exits. According to Huntington Fire Chief Jan Rader, all the cows that have gotten out of the truck have been captured. However, uh, unfortunately, some of the cows that were inside the trailer didn't make it. So if you're heading I-64, again... I sixty four closed between Fifth Street and Seventeenth Street exits. We'll try to update you on that as you drive home this afternoon. But still, uh, it's uh, surreal to see people trying to wrangle cows on the I sixty four exit. And uh, fortunately, a tractor trailer are going to be slowing things up for you here, uh, here at least uh, for the foreseeable future. Busy night in sports. Two of my favorite things to watch. The NHL and the NBA playoffs. Of course, Western Conference finals. Game three tonight. Phoenix is taking on the Clippers. Nine o'clock. Phoenix leading that series two games, none. And the Clippers are the underdog at home. Clippers, underdog at home. Can you imagine that? Being a dog in your own building. I think it's going to be Phoenix. Phoenix wins this one tonight easily as far as I'm concerned. And then we have got an elimination game tonight. Stanley Cup semifinals continue. This is game six back in Canada between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. Game tonight, 8 o'clock. We're going to have it for you. It's going to be on our sister station, Cat Sports 93 3 and 1340. That's coming up tonight, 7 30. Face off a little bit after 8 o'clock. You can watch it on USA Network or Peacock. But if you can't, we've got you covered again on Cat Sports 93 3 and 1340. Recruiting news. Last evening, we find out that wide receiver Cam Pedro, collins Hill High in Georgia announcing, again, world stage Twitter. He's committing to play for Marshall. Now, he's going to be in the 2022 class. And then we find out today, and again, anytime Coach Huff tweets out, the herd just got bigger, and he, he loves to throw the Steph Curry gif on. Defensive back Trudell Berry from Lehigh in Baytown, Texas making his Twitter announcement that he is committing to play at Marshall, also part of the 2022 class. So, 2022 is shaping up to be pretty good. Coach Huff has been really hitting it, and we saw that coming. Do what you could for this year. Lay down the foundation. Hit it heavy for 2022. Go out there and hit it heavy. And, of course, you got the transfer portal and everything else that really helps offset some of the things you didn't have the opportunity to go do as far as lay down the foundation for your recruiting Season's coming up sooner than you think, taking on Navy and the herds getting a little bit bigger as Coach tweets. Complete, drastic change from way recruiting used to be for the Thundering Herd, as far as how we found out. It's still a good idea to have sort of a subscription, to some of the recruiting services that like to dig deeper into that minutia, and that's cool. And that's really something that if you like that, they've got you covered. course I'm a big fan of Tom Bragg over her 247 so I'm always telling him how much I appreciate his coverage but it's really fun now because if you follow coach Huff every time he takes to update everyone you know he's having a good day because he likes just to put it out there he is super social media friendly he loves being out there and working social media and I think those kids like it as well because they see their coach or their future coach, he's active on social media, and he's really hyping it up. I mean, do you see Nick Saban jumping on Twitter the way Coach Huff does? Probably not. Probably not. I think that's what you're getting with Coach Huff. He is an outgoing guy, and that's what Hurd fans love about him. Now, basketball news. The basketball tournament is coming up soon, the TBT. And Beheim's Army has added someone who is – known to be a champion in the TBT a three-time champion at that DeAndre Kane you remember him of course you do of course you do formerly of Overseas Elite they're not competing in the basketball tournament anymore or at least this season DeAndre Kane needed a landing spot behind Army which is a really always a contender in the basketball tournament adding DeAndre Kane of course former standout for the Thundering Herd he is now added to Beheim's army again. You have these alumni teams, and sometimes they go and get a few guys who are not from that school, not alum, to be a part of the alumni school, or at least the alumni team that represents the school. Like heard that there are some, there are some hired hands here. There are some gunslingers on heard that, along with your favorites like John Elmore, like Stevie Browning. You you see. A lot of these guys that know each other bring some guys, and they know that they played again. So there's still some sort of familiarity. But I mean, Bayheim's Army, that should be a fun team to watch in the basketball tournament with DeAndre Kane. I'm happy for him. I'm glad that he's finding some success uh, past college. And I really was always a big fan of his when he was playing for the Thundering Herd. So that's what the lineup looks like tonight. It's a busy sports night. Pirates baseball coming up tonight, hockey. And that's going to be in our sister station, Cat Sports, 93.3 and 13.40. I'm looking forward to that. I'll be watching a little bit of the NBA playoffs as well, as it's going to start a little bit later at 9 o'clock on ESPN. So we've got you covered across the spectrum. Should be fun tonight. Back with you tomorrow for an update on all of that. We might have a elimination here tonight. And Phoenix might be one step closer to completely eliminating the Clippers. When we continue... I WANT TO TALK TO YOU ABOUT WHAT HAPPENED TODAY IN THE STATE OF KENTUCKY. KENTUCKY GOVERNOR ANDY BESHEAR, ACTIVE TODAY, SIGNING AN EXECUTIVE ORDER. AND THIS IS CONCERNING, AGAIN, NAME, IMAGE AND LIKENESS. WHAT'S THAT MEAN FOR THE STATE OF KENTUCKY? We'll talk to you about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Name, image, and likeness, that story continues to develop, and we've got a new part of it today to tell you about. Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear making an announcement He has issued an executive order that's going to require colleges in the state to allow their student-athletes to be able to make money while they're still in school, which, of course, right now, that's the big debate. NCAA trying to get clarity on this, trying to get legislation on this as well because there's not one consistent rule. But Kentucky today issuing the executive order basically allowing student-athletes to capitalize on their name their image and their likeness here's what he said he said today's step was done in cooperation with all of our public universities as well as leadership of both parties he said this um, he said this in a statement after he signed the executive order he said the action ensures we are not at a competitive disadvantage in recruiting. And also that our student-athletes have the same rights and opportunities as those in other states. For any individual athlete, their name, image, and likeness are their own and no one else's. Let me read that again. In the order it was released, this action ensures we are not at a competitive disadvantage. Note, first thing he leads off with, competitive disadvantage in recruiting and also that our student athletes have the same rights and opportunities as those in other states. So, really, here it is. Don't want to lose footing, don't want to lose ground in recruiting. You don't want to fall behind. So, you got to be ahead of this or you got to be at least on level and here it is. Student athletes can profit off their name, their image and likeness. And okay, I don't think anyone argues that. In all honesty, in all honesty, No one's arguing that. Student athlete should have the right to profit off their name, their image, and their likeness. I should have the right to profit off my name, image, and likeness. Anyone who has celebrity should be able to profit off their name, their image, and likeness. I mean, These are, I think, standard basic understandings that we all have. It's my name, it's my image, it's my likeness. I should be able to profit off of it. And there should not be anyone any organization that can tell me otherwise you you can't profit off your name your image and likeness it's yours and i'm curious how this was going to impact other businesses down the line how this is going to come across are there other situations where maybe people employees can't profit directly off their name image and likeness and so this might come up but right now if you're a student athlete you're going to be able to profit and so that what that what does that mean Players are going to be able to benefit financially from activities like endorsements. Again, endorsements will be something for some of the higher-profile athletes. Also, autographs and self-promotion. So, if I go to a if I go to a let's say I go to an autograph signing, I'm going to be able to profit now. If hey, come see me, I'm going to be here at this time. You can get an autograph. You can see me get a photo. You can get an autograph. And does that mean now you don't have the group autograph sessions? If you would go to a Marshall game, you go and they have posters, and then the student-athletes would sign the posters, and, and there would be people who show up, and they would have small miniature footballs, other types of memorabilia, other types of things and items that later you can put on eBay for sure and sell. I mean, if you had a football which was signed by Randy Moss – or a football that was signed by Chad Pennington, or anyone that had made a name for themselves, you have that item, you could put that up now. Because, again, other people are profiting off of you. Why shouldn't you? And we all agree. And so, well, these kids now collectively say, look, I'm not doing autograph sessions. I love you, but you're going to take that football that I sign, and if I pop and I make it big, you're going to take that football, and then you're going to go... And either it's going to be a cherished item for you or you're throwing that thing on eBay or you're taking it and you're going to try to sell it, flip it, get a profit off of it because I signed it. And so I should get a cut. I should get I should get some money off that. Or will will the student athlete get smart as far as the autograph is go and say, look, I'm not looking for the little dollars here. I'm going to sign my own stuff. I'm going to sign my own and I'm going to sell it. I want to authenticate it. Hey, here's an authentic football signed by Chad Pennington. We'll use him for our example right now. Here's a Chad Pennington football. It was authenticated as being signed by Chad Pennington. Limited run. Chad only signed a hundred of these Kelly Green footballs. Here's the price. This is probably now possible. So if Grant Wells, if Grant Wells wants to sell quarterback gear, Grant. And he could. He might go and say, look, I'm going to sell some footballs with my name on it, and I can do that. I'm going to sell some T-shirts with my face on it. I can do that. Maybe you don't think of it in small terms here. Think, okay, I'm a quarterback. I can maybe, if I have a great season, I can profit off this a little bit as well. I can make make some profit off my fame. Or does he say, look, okay, I'm going to do autograph sessions in the summer. This is how much it costs to do autograph sessions. I'm going to show up here at this car dealership to help sell some cars, and I'm going to make a profit here. All of a sudden, my appearance requires compensation. And he might not be the only one. I mean, Xavier Gaines might go, look, I'll come and endorse your product, but there's going to be compensation. Could you see that happening? It's a possibility. And so they have the opportunity to do so now. And in the state of Kentucky, think about it. When you look at Kentucky Athletics – Football, basketball, the rock stars. The basketball team, they're having a great year. They're rock stars. And so you know they're going to the NBA, or at least they have aspirations to make the NBA, and there's a success rate for going into the NBA. Let's just be honest. You go to play at the University of Kentucky, you've got aspirations to get into the NBA, and you have a pretty good path if you have a great season with the Kentucky Wildcats. And so all of a sudden, what kind of promotional opportunities would be there for these student-athletes? What kind of opportunities would be available to them to be able to profit off their name, their image, their likeness? I mean, Maybe they're running camps. Again, I'm going to take it back to the Grant Wells quarterback camp. What if Grant wants to run a quarterback camp and image it as the Grant Wells quarterback camp? It might be a pretty expensive endeavor here, but I'm interested to see what is going to happen, what this is going to evolve into, what is going to take place. But right now, if you're a student athlete, and this is something that's an issue for you, state of Kentucky looks a lot better, right? And I think basketball probably is going to benefit way more than football. If you're in a state like West Virginia, basketball might benefit, football will benefit, but there's only so many dollars that go around, Right. How many, how many people are going to be contracted to come do appearances? And I keep mentioning your quarterback, Grant Wells, because he's the quarterback of the team. I mentioned Xavier Gaines because he's standout tight end on the team. I mention that because these are names that have some celebrity with them because they play for Marshall. And so this is where maybe these student athletes are going to be targeted with more opportunities as this comes about. And they're going to be able to capitalize more on it. I mean, does Eli Neal get to take advantage of the same opportunities? Does Jamari Edwards get to take advantage of the same opportunities? The opportunity will be there, but will it be as advantage? I mean, will it be an advantage for him? I mean, will he be able to capitalize on his name the way, say, I mean, will Corey Gamage be able to capitalize on his name? Will he be able to capitalize more on Xavier Gaines? Not that there's a contest between them, it's just like, what's. What's the level of opportunity, depending on your fame, your perceived fame, for the Thundering Herd? And, of course, these kids were smart. They're going to be out there promoting themselves, self-promotion, right? They're going to take advantage of any and all opportunities that are afforded to them because they should be able to take advantage of any opportunities that are afforded them. But I think we forget the fame is based on the fact that they're playing for Marshall that's where the fame is coming from to a degree because by himself, Grant Wells, if he's just Grant Wells, where's the fame? He's Grant Wells' quarterback of Marshall University. There's the fame, or at least that's where the fame is partially coming from. we got so much more to get into on this. I'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You're in Kentucky right now, and you are a student-athlete. I mean, are you starting to look and line up deals? Are you working on how to line up those deals? I mean, is there a machine already in place, ready to rev its engine to help make those deals? Or is this going to be something that involves uh, a lot of work, a lot of hustle? I mean, can you be a self-made man here? Can you be someone that capitalizes on this by yourself? I mean, are you going to be making pitches now? Will you go be speaking to clients? Are you going to take c- phone calls? You got you got psych at noon. You got practice at two. At four, you got a meeting at a car dealership. I mean, what's going to happen here? Homework at six, right? We'll find out as this progresses. But we'll get your phone calls in. You can also find me on social media at Paul Swan. What do you think? Where are we at with this? Am I am I close to the mark or am I completely off? Or do you have a different take on it? Let me know. At Paul Swan on Twitter, the drive with Paul Swan on Facebook. We've got you covered either way. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw. It's 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw, heart seltzer, it is made pure. We're talking about... Bashir Beshear today, Kentucky's governor, issuing an executive order that's going to require colleges in Kentucky to allow their students to make money, their student-athletes to make money while still in school. And, of course, the raging debate continues on how name, image, and likeness is going to work, how those rules are going to work. Legislation could come. That's what the NCAA is looking at, trying to see if lawmakers will come up with something to address this, to tackle this. But as it stands right now, more states are getting on board with this and putting these rules into place or signing into law legislation or executive orders like this today, which Governor Bashir noting that he was the nation's first governor to enact name, image, and likeness reform through executive order, had support from U.K. Athletic Director Mitch Barnhart, and... UFL athletics director Vince Tyra also. So, on board two biggest universities in the state of Kentucky, on board with it. And so, how's that impact Marshall? Because now Western Kentucky, their student athletes, their kids have the opportunity to take advantage of name, image, and likeness. So, how's that impact Marshall? Because Western Kentucky might have a competitive advantage. And make no mistake, this is being looked at as keeping on pace competitive advantage here or at least staying on level because now here's another arrow and you can just pull it out and say, by the way, shoot your arrow. Uh, You can capitalize. We've made it easy in the state of Kentucky for you to capitalize on your name, your image, and your likeness. And so is that something that we're going to see progress more rapidly through West Virginia? So student athletes at the major institutions, Marshall, West Virginia, and all the other schools, their student-athletes will have the same opportunities as well? Or is that something we're going to see federal legislation have to come down, or we're going to see the state drag its feet? What's going to happen there? And so now, if you're recruiting against Marshall, what do you have that's an advantage over Marshall? Well, if you're in football, you can say, well, look at this. Hey, you want to come to Western Kentucky over Marshall? Here's why it's because you can take advantage more easily of name, image and likeness. Now, I think what has been failed to be argued is yes, everyone's in agreement. Let me re- let me walk that back. I think it's a accepted reality that student athletes should be able to profit off their name, their image and likeness. But now we're getting into, all right, should student athletes be paid? Should student athletes be paid for what they bring? to the university I have talked to a few people on this and I'm getting an interesting take on this that the NCAA is maybe not arguing the right way because what is the value if you're a football player at Marshall University if you're a basketball player at Marshall University what's the value What is the value of what you get at Marshall University compared to what Marshall brings in? What is being spent on you? For example, if you were not a student athlete at Marshall University, could you afford coaching? Could you afford the coaching? Because in a lot of sports, you have to pay for coaching. If you're a professional tennis player, you got to go pay and hire a coach, right? For some of the individual sports, you've got to go. And if you you sign with an agent, somebody's got to pay the training and the coaches, everything before you get signed, right? and think of the facility fees if you got to you got to pay for that on your own you got to pay for your own medical attention you got to pay for your own training your own nutritionist your own physical fitness strength training coaching upkeep of facilities all of this what is really going into a student-athlete? Because if you were, if you had aspirations to go into the NBA, you could sign with an agent. You could, but a lot of people could sign with an agent, and then you would have to probably still be on the hook for a little bit of what it's going to cost to get you ready for the NBA. Not a guarantee here, but I've heard that argument a little bit, and it's it's fascinating that it's not been thrown out more by the NCAA. That okay, yes. Student athletes should be able to be able to market themselves and profit off themselves. That's wholeheartedly agree. We're on board with that. But now we're talking about direct payments. They're getting a scholarship. They're getting room, board. They are getting travel. getting travel, right? You're getting travel considerations. I mean, I believe you're getting a stipend as well varies from place to place, but there are a lot more that's involved with this other than just we're working for free. Well you're not working for free. You are it's a it's an exchange of services here. University is providing you with training. You're getting a scholarship so you can get your education. You're getting an opportunity to further advance yourself and you're getting all this coaching. You're getting all of this opportunity to play, to travel. It costs money to do all these things. And so now, how much more is going to have to be given to players if you go the pay-to-play route? Which I think that's the wrong route to go. I'm all for name, image, and likeness because a student should have the opportunity to profit off of himself. And honestly, I think students should have the opportunity to go m- make money. But what's the, what's going to happen? What's the sweet spot here between pay-to-play and the cost that goes into a student-athlete from an athletic department? What's the average cost? How much is being spent for everything to benefit the student-athlete? Yeah. Honestly, some athletes are going to get better go of it than others. Some programs are going to get a better go of it than others, but... You've got facilities, you've got all of these things to to keep in mind here. I mean, you're going to have access to excellent health care while you're at the university, right? I'm I'm presuming, presuming that's the case. And so I'm curious to see if that argument and those who are actually more in tune with what happens in an athletic department can come forward and make that argument or at least have that added to the discussion here because I don't think it's completely black or white. I think there is a sense of there's a lot more that goes into a student-athlete than just the scholarship. But at the same time, there's a lot that the student-athlete brings, but their fame is a byproduct of being with Marshall, or being with West Virginia, or being with Louisville, or being with Kentucky. I mean, you might have some notoriety at your high school, but if you are, if you're a basketball player and you're playing somewhere where they don't see you, that you don't, you're not on TV. You're a basketball player that. I mean, you might get a newspaper clipping, and that's great. People might know who you are, but how much fame do you have compared to if you're at a larger institution, you're seen by more people, you have more potential, and honestly, if you're at a a really big institution, if you're a basketball player at Kentucky, you instantly start out with more fame and notoriety because, oh, he must be somebody good because he's at Kentucky, And so your fame is partially because of your association. You're associated with someone or something that's where part it's like entourage. It's like you're part of the entourage. So your fame is is connected to who you're surrounded with, where you're at. Interesting argument. I'm sure we can poke some holes in it at the same time, maybe flesh this out a little bit more. But I think this is an argument that might come forth, or at least the NCAA and universities need to at least forward it a little bit more to explain. Look, this is not what all you're getting. You're not just getting a scholarship for free, free work. This is what we put into the student athlete. This is the benefit that a student athlete gets for being a part of the athletic department during their time on top of the opportunity to come to the university and get an education. Your thoughts on Twitter, at Paul Swan. You can find me on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. While you're there, if you haven't followed me yet, please do so. I really appreciate it. And we will follow you right back as far as uh, Facebook's concerned for anything that you message us with. So um, we'll get you covered either way. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 in AM 930. I didn't have a chance to talk about it yesterday. Phil Steele's Conference USA. All conference teams are out on the offense. Xavier Gaines makes it on the first team. Third team, Alex Millette on the offensive line makes it. And fourth team selections, Corey Gamage and Grant Wells. So Grant Wells, according to Phil Steele, is the fourth-team quarterback. Interesting. Defense. No one makes the fourth team. Three representatives on the defense. On the first team, Stephen Gilmore. Second team, Jamari Edwards. And Eli Neal on the third team. And then special teams, just one name mentioned for the Thundering Herd, and that is Talit Keaton for Marshall. So that's what Phil Steele is saying so far in his roundup, his breakdown of Conference USA, as the magazines continue to come out, do you gather those and collect those? Are those really still as popular and prominent as uh, they used to be? And we talked about this before, but it used to be a fun thing to go to the newsstand and get these. But again, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have 24-hour media. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have Snapchat. We didn't have Facebook, TikTok, Clubhouse, Green Room. MySpace. Does anyone still have MySpace? I'm sorry. Does anyone still have MySpace? I digress. So now we can get these things uh, online. I mean, I didn't pay for his publication. I haven't paid for his publication. It's a great publication and it's pretty thick, but how long does it stay in date? I mean, Once the season starts, how long does that publication stay relevant? Whereas uh, you can update things online a lot easier than you can a print publication. So I still don't know if these things are still as relevant as they were years and years ago. Don't forget, coming up tonight, we've got Pirates baseball. 8:15 15 is going to be first pitch. Taking on the Cardinals, St. Louis, playing host to the Pirates. We'll have that for you right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Hockey action on our sister station, Cat Sports, 93.3 and 13.40 as it's Game 6, an elimination game. Between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens, Montreal leads this series three games to two, has a chance tonight to eliminate Vegas and advance to the Stanley Cup final. Montreal has not played for a Stanley Cup, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, since beating the L.A. Kings in 1993. I'm still salty about it to this day. And, of course, NBA action tonight. Phoenix taking on the Clippers. That's coming up tonight, ESPN, 9 o'clock. We'll be back at it tomorrow right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. So thanks for tuning in. If you miss any part of today's show or you just want to catch it on the podcast, you can't listen to it live. You catch it from time to time, but you really like to be able to catch it in its entirety. Well, we've got a place for you. You can go to our website, WRVC.com, and that's where you can find our podcast. We've got the feed up from Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast. Is where you'll find The Drive with me, your host, Paul Swan. Also, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. And we'd like to see you join us on Facebook. We've got a page and a group. Hope you can join both the drive with Paul Swan on Facebook. Search it out. You can be a part of our growing community. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.